What's up, everybody? This is Microphone Jump. With me, as always, is Adamic, CJC, and I happen to be No Rev. No Rev. What's, What's that? that? Over there. Oh, my God. I think it's a giant dark tower. And that's what we're talking about this week. So, with the upcoming release of the Dark Tower movie on August 4th, we're going to do a little bit of an interview here with Adamic, who is our residential expert on all things Stephen King, basically. Adamic, uh, first question we have for you is, uh, can you give us a quick, brief background of the book series? I've read the first one, uh, kind of petered out after that. And I haven't actually read any of it, so please no make rev. it as brief as possible, because no. I have a very short attention span. No, Rev doesn't read. I'm going so. to try, just so everybody knows, there are eight books. All right, um... So basically, the series follows the last gunslinger, uh, which is essentially a line of knights that is protecting the Dark Tower, which is the center of the multiverse. So that's that's Stephen King's shared universe, if you will. Yeah, it ble- actually bleeds over quite a bit. Um, it ties into a lot of his other works, uh, The Black House, It, uh, Hearts in Atlantis. It goes on. And Whenever on he talks to his therapist. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> These are just pre-recordings of everything he's been talking to his therapist about, so yeah. he's yeah. got eight books worth. <laughs> but um, so if Dude I follows Roland Deschain, um, and he in the first book is pursuing the Man in Black, which essentially is going to give him the key to finding this dark tower. So oh, for the right, movie coming, right, right. Yeah, for the movie coming out, Roland is played by Idris Elba. And the man in black is played by um, his name escapes me for a second. All right, all right, yeah, all right. Lincoln, Lincoln guy. There Lincoln. we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Roland is trying to find the Dark Tower, and the antagonist, who initially we believe is the man in black, the primary antagonist, however, is the Crimson King, and he is looking to bring the Dark Tower down. So now, when you say Crimson King, is that any kind of anything close to like the Queen of Hearts? <laughs> um, no, so, look, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of deep lore. It's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah, so, the Crimson King, basically, in this universe, there is Arthur Eld, which is kind of like King Arthur. It's actually pretty much the exact equivalent. Um, and he is tricked into sleeping with the Crimson Queen, who is like this demon, and it's his son. Gotta love the scandal. Um, yeah, and Roland is actually a descendant of Arthur Eld as well. Um, and it doesn't really talk about it in the main book series so much, but there's a lot of graphic novels and whatnot that tie in. And his um, his sandalwood grip revolvers are actually forged from Excalibur. Okay, so huh. wait, so Excalibur is made of wood? A sandalwood grip. It's it's got it's got it's the sandalwood oh, oh, grip oh, on the gun. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Okay. So so I read the first book, and if I remember correctly, I think the Man in Black spoiler he dies at the end of the first book. He does what he doesn't. That was a like a magician's trick. Okay, so he so does he work for the Crimson King? In a sense, he kind of has his own agenda. Um, but yeah, he's he's kind of perpetuating that too. He ends up dying in the book series um, later on. He's killed by Roland's son, which is the compilation of him and a demon that happens in the first book. Ah, everybody fucking screwing demons. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of demon sex. <laughs> but, uh, so wait, doesn't it? No, oh, never mind. Continue, continue. Uh, yeah, so the movie looks like it follows the first and the third books a lot. Um, he is joined on his quest by Jake Chambers from so, 1977 New York. Before we get into all that, going right back, how exactly does this tie in, or does this story tie into the other stories? Like, it's like character appearances, like the main character so it's just from like, Hearts and Atlantis. So it's just like think, little think, Easter eggs and stuff do you mean here and there. The, the, the Stephen King universe, or how does this movie tie into the book? No, the the actual. How does this books tie into the actual like book series? 
You know what I mean? Is it like little Easter eggs here and there? It's, Is it reoccurring characters? There's or? some direct confrontations with the Crimson King. So, to bring down the Dark Tower, they have to bring down the beams of the Dark Tower. And they're kind of like, um, they're not like a physical force. They're they're like a, I don't know how to describe it, quite frankly. It's, it's Stephen King. You can do so much in books. But they're represented by different things. And so, at one point... The Dark Tower books themselves are actually one of the beams supporting the Dark Tower. Stephen King writes himself into the books. I think he... That's appears, egotistical, isn't it? That's a bit that's, of ego. That's pretty bad. <laughs> but um, he writes himself into the books, and the gunslinger has to like compel him to complete the books, because completing the books is one of the beams of the Dark Tower. Mm. And it takes, it takes a long form of a lot of things. Um, so they have to bring the beams down to collapse the Dark Tower. So at the same time, Roland is trying to like fight back and make sure that these things don't happen while he's trying to find the Dark Tower himself. So he doesn't want the Dark Tower destroyed? No, he. It, that's part of the mission of the Gunslingers, is to protect this Dark Tower. Okay. Um, and it, like I said, it, it lies... It is the center of all universe, and it lies in the center of all universes in the fields of Kano Ray, is what it's called. And it's basically... It's that's a, a field. It's a field of roses, um, and each of those roses in itself is its own little universe. Oh, it's weird. Whoa. The books are really weird, uh, but they're really awesome. You guys should should finish reading the books. Mm, moments like this, I'm kind of glad that I don't read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it can get a little convoluted. Um, but like I said, so it looks like the movie follows the first and the third books, um, and it's, it's probably going to skip around book two, which introduces um, three other characters that join them in their quest. So like I said, in the first book, Jake Chambers dies. Uh, Roland lets him die in his pursuit of the Dark Tower so that he can like talk to Man in Black. Yeah, exactly. You read the first book. Yeah, yeah. he's obsessed. Um, just so that he can find the Dark Tower. So, But Jake comes back. So in the second book, after the Man in Black... Uh, so Roland catches the Man in Black. The Man in Black gives him a tarot reading um, and kind of, you know, this is the path that you need to take to get to the Dark Tower. Um, and he lays out three tarot cards. And I forget what the third one was, uh, but the first one is the prisoner, which represents a character that he meets, Eddie Dean. The second one is the Lady of Shadows, which represents uh, Susanna Dean. And the third, I forget what it is, but it, it represents the third door. So um, in the second book, he is traveling down this beach, and there's these disembodied doors. And the first one is the prisoner. And when he steps through it, he basically becomes... The, well, he sees through the eyes of this person from the terror reading. And the first person is Eddie Dean, the prisoner. And he's from 1987 New York. Uh, he's a heroin addict. As a matter oh. of fact, it takes place... Eddie, Eddie Dean is on an airplane uh, trying to smuggle heroin. What and, a twist. Yeah, what a twist. That's <laughs> the heroin addict so trying this, to smuggle is heroin. This, is this Eddie Dean, Stephen King... And emulating himself into his stories again? No. <laughs> no, interestingly enough, the first book was written when he was on a huge drug binge. And then he didn't write the second one for years later. But, so he had um, another binge. So, long story short, he helps Eddie Dean like dispose of this heroin and pulls him into his world. And then the second door, uh, The Lady of Shadows, is it's Sudan, Susanna Dean. Her name uh, is actually Odetta Holmes. And this is in 1964, New York. Um, so at the age of five, Jack Mort, who was the same person that killed Jake Chambers, um, he drops a brick on her head while she's walking with her family, and it sends her into a coma and splits her personality into 
Odetta Holmes and Detta Walker. So we're seeing this this Jack guy a lot. Is he central to the plot too, or is he in just... the first two books? He is yes. Okay. So like I said, Jack Moore kills Jake Chambers in the first book because he pushes him out in front of traffic, and when he dies, he awakens in Midworld, and that's when Roland finds him, and then he dies again when Roland lets him fall. So um, so Jack Moore dropped this brick on Susanna Dean, split her personality. They bring her back in the world. Well, actually, before that, 20 years after that, unbeknownst to him, he actually pushes Odetta Holmes in front of a train, and they drag her back in the last second, and it cuts her legs off. What is with this dude pushing people in front of traffic? He's a psychopath. <laughs> and that's how, that's how he gets off, is he kills people. Like, hmm. he, he just, he's just a fucking sicko, hmm. quite frankly. And the third door is actually Jack Moore's door. And Roland goes through, takes possession of his body, steals a bunch of ammo from New York, uh, throws him in front of a train and then look, makes him look through the door like at Detta Walker and it's weird but it fuses her personalities and that's how she becomes Susanna Dean. Well, she gets the Dean last name because she ends up falling in love with Eddie Dean and they become a couple. But um, it fuses her personality. So now he has Eddie and Susanna traveling with him after the second book and in the third book, since he killed Jack Mort, it saved Jake Chambers from dying. So now, like, it splits Roland's cognition into two. In one reality, he met Jake Chambers, and the other, he didn't. So now they pull him back into the world to essentially make stop him from going insane. Dude, it's weird. Yeah, you lost him, like, ten minutes ago. From what I can tell from the trailers, though, it looks like this movie is taking a lot of liberties, and it doesn't seem... so. You had mentioned in a conversation we had before recording that basically at the end of the book, spoilers, Roland gets to the Dark Tower and go ahead and, and describe that so for us again. Roland finally completes his quest, defeats the Crimson King, climbs the Dark Tower, um, and at the top of the Dark Tower, a disembodied voice who it's assumed is God uh, or some such. Probably Stephen King. Probably Stephen King. Pushes him back through another door, bringing him back to the beginning of the first book. He said that the voice basically was giving him shit for not having some yeah, kind of Yeah, the voice horn was giving or... him shit because he was supposed to pick up um, the Horn of Eld, which is Arthur King Arthur's horn, essentially, and he was supposed to blow it when he reached the Dark Tower. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, so since he didn't have this horn, he left it on this battlefield, the Battle of Jericho Hill, which it's that's a whole nother thing but um he left it on the battlefield and when he reverts back to the beginning of the first book he has the horn now so it's implied that this loop might be different and you're saying he it's implied also that he's done this yeah hundreds of hundreds times. Times. As, as he's being pushed through the door he like the memories are brought back into him that he's done this time and time and time again that he's had all of this suffering and all of this journey countless times um, but it's implied that this time might be different. And it's being said that the movies will actually be a sequel to the book series. So this this is his hopefully last journey. Yeah, so he is supposed to have the horn now. For some reason, he's an African-American. And it's, it's go time. I mean, he got cooked going through there. That's right. <laughs> so, but, uh, so, so it sounds like is that this is going to be an amalgam of the first and the third book. When Jake Chambers goes back to their world after Roland lets him die he goes through this haunted house that you see in the movie trailer. And there's like this demon that comes through that chases him through the door. So that is in the trailer, and that is from the third book. So it sounds like they're going to skip over the drawing of the three, 
the second book, or maybe they'll come back to it at some point, because I know that Eddie and Susanna and Oi, who I haven't talked about yet, are integral to the plot. So to not have them in the movies at all, there'd be too many continuity errors. Well, it seemed, so they're going to play with the order a bit. So the trailers, you know, it shows quite a bit of, like, battle scenes, <clears throat> and it kind of implies in these scenes that he's fighting the man in black. Do they ever actually have an, a confrontation in the books? Nope. So I feel like we might be getting... It's a pretty drastic departure. Yeah. Like I said, it's a reimagining... Is Stephen King sequel. involved in this? Yep. Yes, because I know I know one of the classic movies a lot of people will talk about in cinema history is The Shining. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are aware of this, but Stephen King hates The Shining. Why? He hates it. He said it wasn't anything like his book. So this dude actually... Uh, we're getting off on a tangent. You know he had a TV version that came out in like the 90s, right? Yep. Yeah. It's awful. Okay. It's terrible. It's so yeah. slow and boring and... I don't understand what the dude. Cause, so I'm just, you know, I want to make sure he's involved because you, have you seen it? The TV one, yeah, yeah, it's awful, it's okay. terrible. I mean, you you better off taking a four hour nap. The The Shining actually factors in pretty heavily into these books. The main character, the Man in Black, is Randall Flagg. That's that's the main antagonist from The Shining. Okay, right. like yeah. the you know the opposite side of the coin. If I for I forget who the main protagonist was. It was this elderly African American woman, or what, what I believe it was that a was man, like, wasn't it? It was, it was somebody no. trying to take them away from, like, this poison or something like that. There's, like, a nuclear war, isn't there? And the Shining? Yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering. I've yeah, never The Shining is the one where he goes to the, the hotel. Take care of oh, the hotel. Oh, haunted hotel. Nicholson. All right, damn it. No, all right. Wrong movies. I'm Ooh. thinking of The Stand. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what the So, anyways. Is. Yeah, completely off Okay, base. so okay. trying so to get back we'll, on the we'll topic here. We'll get back here. to the last question that I have, personally. Um, so, obviously, you already mentioned the books. All of Stephen King's books are either loosely or tightly... Mm. Wound together, and not all of them, but the bulk of them. The yeah. bulk of them. Um, is there a shared universe? Is there going to be a cinematic shared universe? We have it coming out later this year. Is there any talk of these being linked? I think that there'll be um, less than tangible ties. I think there'll be like small nods or homages within each. You notice in the trailer, um, Jake Chambers is passing down a uh, abandoned theme park, and it says. Pennywise Circus and Pennywise is obviously the clown from yeah. it. So, do you think uh, any other Stephen King adaptations are coming from this? From the Dark Tower series, yeah, or just Stephen King in general? Yeah, and then maybe they'll like throw it all together in a nice little bow later on. And it and the Dark Tower all in this year. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, How but I haven't heard of anything. <laughs> uh, he. I looked at. It looks like he puts out about three a year. I don't know how many he actually has in his. Uh, Arsenal. Yeah, Wowza. Yeah, he writes the guy that writes the. I can't think of his name right now. The fat dude that writes. George R. R. Martin. Yeah, he can't even write one book in three years. (laughs) It's one every six with that guy. Oh, Stephen King is using. I want. I want to know what kind of drugs Stephen King is taking. Either that or he has a clone army. (laughs) 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 He's got a whip. Yeah, Stephen clones. (laughs) Stephen King got in an accident. I forget when. It's in the books, in the Dark Tower books. Of course fact, I, told you, so I told you he wrote himself into the books, and they have to save his life. One time, and this is a true story, one time when Stephen King was jogging, a car veered off the road and hit him. Hmm. And it, like he said that now he can't sit for long periods of time, so it slowed down his writing, and he's still putting out three books. Dude's oh. a trooper. Yeah, for sure. Is, but um, uh, I, Like I said, I don't know of any that are coming out immediately. I think that... This is going to act kind of like a soft reboot to all of them. 
I think. I think that from now on, the Stephen King movies, the ones that make it to the big screen, are probably going to be loosely tied into the Dark Tower series. You get little nods, like I said, the Pennywise circus there. Little things like that. Um, and maybe they'll recycle actors. I don't know why they'd recycle Matthew McConaughey, but <laughs> they might. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he keeps getting roles. Somehow. Okay, so based on this, is anybody else hoping that they come out with a or reboot the Shining movie then? Not particularly, no. I think no? He wrote a sequel to that not that long ago, so it wouldn't surprise me if they do reboot it. If or they do, you... I really don't want Stephen King to have anything to do with it. Well, me personally, I don't want to go see it because, you know, I have an unnatural fear of clowns anyways, so... But I just hope that they, you know... So good. I just hope that they do something else besides it because I'm not going to go see it. I think one of the series that ties in, if they were going to do another Stephen King series, um, The Talisman. I see that because the the sequel to The Talisman, The Black House, uh, the main character has a direct confrontation with the Crimson King. And mm. stops him from breaking one of the beams of the Dark Towers. So it's some of these other books in the series kind of pocket around and help protect the beams as well mm. in the main series. Uh, the same thing with Insomnia. I could see them doing Insomnia as well. Because um, he has a direct confrontation with the Crimson King as well. Mm. Huh. Okay. Very interesting. So we uh, probably pretty good on the Dark Tower. Uh, no Rev, are you still with us? You kind of got this uh, milky look in your eye. Actually, no, you guys lost me about like 20 minutes ago. So let's talk about Comic-Con. That just happened, didn't it? Okay. So All right. That's a good segue. Um, that was the most jarring segue I've ever heard in my entire Just life. go with like, it already. That was just... like something you'd see between books five and six in a series. Oh, yeah, just, just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just go with it, all right? Just go with the flow. All right. So we, uh, we've we been taking an extensive amount of notes this last week on Comic-Con. Like ridiculous uh, amounts. Let's start with Thor Ragnarok. Oh. So we talked about a little bit. Did we talk about Ragnarok last week? I think we did. We kind of hinted towards it. And we it. talked about how... Um, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Well, that's, That does not that's surprise probably me. probably not good. But probably from reading Stephen King so much. It's warped your mind. Are you the center King? of all breakfasts. <laughs> so we had talked about the main villainess, who we now know, uh, we probably knew before but couldn't think of her name, is Hela, uh, is basically Lady Death in the MCU, the way yeah. it's looking. And... Um, they had teased that this movie was going to tie heavily into uh, Infinity War, so that leads me to believe, and you guys can weigh in on this, that she's going to either be thoroughly beaten or die, and that is going to be the catalyst that brings Thanos to Earth. Yeah, because in the comics, isn't it that uh, Lady Death is actually Thanos' like, girlfriend he's or trying whatever? To, he's, not really, he's trying to impress her, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's his, like... Yep, goddess it's, of death. Yeah, yeah. it's his yeah, secret crush or something. Yeah, that's yeah, the with the point. same thing. Too. Yeah, that's obviously not going to factor into the movies at all. But no, no. But yeah, it looks like she is death in the MCU. She's an amalgamation of death and whatever Hela mm. is normally. And I think that's at least in my opinion going to bring Thanos really definitely make him out. really he pissed finally off. get out of his chair. It's going to piss him right off. So one thing I think that we should mention before we go any further is that we may or may not have seen a leaked trailer for. Avengers That's War. true. We are going to may get, or may not be true. We may or may not have seen it, and we may or may not talk about the things that we may or may not have seen in that. And these may aspect. or may not be some kind of spoilers, just so you're all aware. But since the internet already knows, because multiple people have broken down the trailer, part of the trailer is Thor bumping into the Guardians of the Galaxy because he's yes. adrift in space. Obviously, 
So it seems like Thor Ragnarok is going to lead directly into, right into the it. Avengers yep. movies. Yeah. I just thought I'd get that right out of the way. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, one quick little thing that was confirmed. I think it was basically already common knowledge, but the Grand Master was confirmed by Jeff Goldblum, who's playing the Grand Master, that he is an elder of the universe, and he is the Collector's brother. And so the what do you co- mean by elder of the universe? So it's I guess in, in the MCU... No, it's fine. In the MCU, there's these guys that... At the Big Bang, yeah, it's they, uh, these beings that were originally created at the Big Bang, so, so they've, they've been, been around, around since the Big Bang, and they have okay. like eternal power, basically. But they're okay. not really like gods; they're just kind of dudes that hang out. From well, yeah, in the comics, they had they were like godlike figures. But in the MCU, but, they're not. yeah, they're just weird so dudes the around the universe. The Collector, who was Benicio del Toro, yeah, Benicio in, del Toro, at the end of uh, Thor: Dark World and in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. He's uh, in possession of, these, of one of the Infinity Stones. He's an songs. elder. The Grand Master, Jeff Goldblum, is an elder. And um, interesting enough, I didn't know this until I was looking up information for this movie. Um, Sam Neill. Oh, yeah. They're, they're finally going to be... Yeah, Sam Neill from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. You no, know, Dr. Oh. Alan Grant. This okay. is the first time those two are going to be on screen together since Jurassic Park in 1993. Yeah, but they still don't know what his character is going to so be. So the do rumors they? are that he will also be an elder, but it's not really sure. There's there's like 10 of these elders. And yeah. It's not really I think sure he's just going to play his role from Dr. Jurassic Grant. Park. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's elder um, enough. We got it? dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> that could be. I'd work. Yeah. So, yeah, these elders are just kind of out there, and um, he's one of them. And, uh, the collector. The Grandmaster and whoever the hell Sam Neill is playing, and we should probably be seeing more of them, especially since we're kind of going more to the Guardians, yeah. seeing a lot more in space. We should be seeing more of these collectors. Okay. Um, so also, think- too, I wonder how this will tie in because it was said that um, Stan or what was it from the previous movie from Doc? What was it, Doctor Strange? I think it was no, that. Guardian. You're talking about Stan Lee. Yeah, the Stan yeah, Lee thing. Of the too. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder if that's going to tie into it well, at he all. He was the. He's not an elder. He has a different name. Doesn't um. Like, what was it? What was it? Oh my god! I know. What you're the Watcher. About. Yeah, the, yeah Watcher, the Watcher, and then he reports to. The, who, I guess they're. There's so I think they're much. All, they're all the Watchers. There's aren't they? so much. No, and there's like some council. There's some kind of council that he reports to. Right. Right. That the. the Marvel Cinematic Universe when you get off the ground is really confusing. Eh, kind of. <laughs> Still better than Stephen King, though. <laughs> well, well, I mean, Stan Lee does kind of put himself in everything. So. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. But we uh, probably have a beer together once in a while. Yeah. Um, Another cool thing about this movie, though, it's actually going to be um, released, or what was it? It's actually going to be released this year, and it's actually the 51st anniversary, or 55th Anniversary of the first Thor comic book. Hmm. Yeah. Good timing. Yeah, right? Interesting. Tell me they didn't plan that one out. Um, the movie is basically going to be, the way it's been described, a buddy cop, 80s buddy cop movie with Thor and Hulk. I mean, look at the okay. look at the advertising for it. It's very 80s rock and roll. Yeah. It's the, I think I also read that it's one of the shortest run times in the I didn't Marvel, know that. Yeah, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. It's like the third or second shortest movie hmm. that they've made so far. What's the shortest? I, I think it was. Remember. I think it clocks in at like 93 I think minutes the or something. The first like one might have been Ant Man, though, if I'm not mistaken. Ant Man wasn't very long. One of the, Thor, the other, one of the other Thors is in there hmm. as well as one of the shorter That's movies. That's unfortunate because this looks. I mean, we haven't seen it, obviously, but this looks really good. Well, yeah. I think that the good news is it's going to move pretty fast. You know, you'll probably have the big, you know, this, the villain, et cetera, et cetera. And then Thor Mjolnir gets broken. Yeah, we yeah. saw in the trailer, um, and then he gets drafted in to fight for 
Jeff Goldblum. That's <laughs> just uh, Jeff quite, Goldblum fighting quite, league. Right. Uh, interesting uh, there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have like an entire tangent, tangent about chaos theory, and then he's going to drop him in the middle of a ring and say, go fight Hulk. That's pretty much the premise of the movie. And then Hulk is just cool with it, and they team up. Yeah. Well, that was your good segue into my next point. Um, according to the panel... Um, who, who plays Hulk? I can't remember his name at the moment. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo Mark, said yeah. that um, basically when this movie picks up, um, Hulk has not been has not changed back into Bruce Banner since the end of Age of Ultron. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember this too. And he said that according to the timeline, it was like two years that he's well, been Hulkified. Yeah, about hmm. two years he's been yeah. stuck this way, and because of that, he's actually gained the vocabulary of a small child. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's more than just a couple, you know, smash and stuff. He can actually, you see in the trailer, he has a little conversation with right. Thor. But... So this kind of raises the question because this kind of occurs in the comics a little bit. If or uh, seems how he's been the Hulk for two years and he's picked up a little bit of vocabulary. If he was, and you actually kind of see this a little bit in the trailers too, when he switches back to Bruce Banner, he could, doesn't really remember where he's been. No, he so he now if know. he switches back to the Hulk, does he have to relearn all of that? I do you think? I don't, I don't think so. I feel like that would probably stay with him. It's like they're two sides of the same coin, but when Doctor Jackal, like, Mister Hyde, yeah, when they flip back and forth, so I'm it's not they like pick up where they left off. So the last, the last thing that he probably remembers is just before turning into the Hulk to fight Ultron. Yeah. So that's when he wakes up like, where the hell am I? That's going to be jarring. Exactly. And yeah. it's been two years. So it's not like hitting the reset button every time you turn into the Hulk. No, it's probably the Hulk, you know, that's why he gets so pissed off, I imagine. is like he, every time that he wakes up, he's in the middle of a fight. So yeah. it's just like, they, seeing it from the Hulk's point of view, is he just keeps waking up in the middle of fights. <laughs> so do you think... It'll be more difficult for Bruce Banner to regain control from this point forward because the Hulk has developed more of his own personality. Because they are, they aren't really the same person. They are a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. They're almost right. two separate people. So, will we see in the future that Hulk takes more control and it's harder for Banner to turn back in? Will the will basically what I'm asking is will will Black, we see a will Joe Black, fix it? Will Black Widow's stupid little whatever she did in Ultron turn him back like that? Or will he fight? Well, I think, no, he's a little more developed now. So he has more control. I think in the comic books, Bruce Man- Bruce Banner just takes control of the form itself. Hmm. Like, yeah. when he transforms the Hulk, he just has full control of it. So I think in the cinematic universe, they're playing it like they're two different people, though. So... Well, I, I mean, so. in the first Avengers, he says that he has a little bit of control over him, his transformation, too. Well, because... he must, because he saves Tony Stark when he's falling yeah. from yeah. the atmosphere. You know, if he was just in a blind rage, he would just be freaking out. And, and just grab him and squish down. him like a tin can. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Puny human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I think that a lot of these are going to be answered in the movie. I think they'd be doing us a, a pretty big disservice if they didn't at least touch on what the hell the Hulk has been up to. Yeah. Because he literally... Because the last time we see him in the Age of Ultron, he's flying away as the Hulk on a ship, and that's it. So we have to assume that at some point the Collector comes along and abducts him, anal probe style, and <laughs> just puts him into his arena to fight motherfuckers. Um, now, I've actually heard, too, that this is actually going to be the last uh, Thor film. And he... I mean... Me personally, I would like to see another one, but they've kind of beaten this horse to death, haven't they? And plus, with uh, Chris Hemsworth's contract ending at the end of Infinity War, 
I think, uh, yeah, that's, or that was my question. Is would they, like, recast it? Because in the comics now, they have a female playing Thor. That's not doing well for them, though. No? Those the female Thor. No, the female Thor's not doing well. I, so I mm. just I just looked it up. Um, after Ultron, Thor, or Chris Hemsworth, revealed that he had three movies left on his contract. Okay. And he hasn't been in anything except for that little cameo at the end of Doctor Strange. But we have learned before that those cameos don't count towards the full contract. They are not counted. Hmm. Okay. So that means he would have this, Thor Ragnarok, then Infinity War, and the final uh, Avengers, Avengers. Two, so or four, or whatever you want to call it. Who knows what they're going to do? We might not have any more Thor. I mean, hmm. Well, he would have one more after that, then. No, he would have. So he has three left right now. Oh no, three. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that would be the end of his contract as it currently hmm. stands, according to Google, which Google never lies. So that's true. Um. Honestly, I think they'll probably he'll, there'll probably be a character that they retire. Whereas you know, Iron Man and Captain America's fate is up in the air. I think that we'll probably just see Thor squirreled away with whatever Natalie Portman's name is in the movies. She's and gone. She's gone. She, yeah, she she's not Thor? in any of them anymore. Natalie Portman says she doesn't want anything to do with it. Huh. Well, that, that's she was kind of out of it to begin she, with she, since she the last one. Pick. I feel like the Thor has been one of their weakest characters anyways, which is unfortunate because he's one of the strongest in the Avengers. Yeah. See what I did there? But um, <laughs> I yeah, think that like the, the movies, the Thor movies have followed the same problem that like the first Iron Man movie did, if you will. It's just, it's still, it's stuck in the past. Like it hasn't evolved, if that makes sense. Well, neither is Asgard. Okay. <laughs> that's true I'll give you that one I feel like Thor tried to put too much of that romantic undertone into it yeah they yeah, definitely exactly. did where they, it should have just been a, off, though, you know? it should have just been a no holds barred and mash him up like just swinging this hammer around it, like it the was Thor, the best like he was Ron Jeremy is when he's in action yeah I'm with you they yeah. should just and hopefully I think that's what they're doing with Ragnarok it looks just, like yeah, yeah they're just pushing him in <clears throat> fight scene after fight scene yeah. which is exactly what they need because that's when Thor is at his best. Yeah. yeah, that love story was a, a crappy undertone. They should have never went in that direction. They never should have even had Natalie Portman in that to begin with, in my opinion. But yeah. Um, so we want to move on. Um, talk about Justice League. Oh yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I I read, uh, there's been a lot of rumors lately that uh, Affleck will not leave Batman much longer. Um, during the Comic Con panel, Batfleck actually shot these rumors down, um, and. I did read uh, a couple days ago that the rumor is that he did sign a contract for the three movies that are being made of Batman. I can't remember the director's name right now. It could be it him. could be anybody. It honestly, suppo- it how wasn't much su- they're changing directors. It wasn't supposed. It was originally Bat- uh, Ben Affleck, if you remember. But um, yeah, he was the he original was, one. So he was supposed to direct, and he wrote the script, and then they brought somebody else in. To essentially rewrite the entire next movie, and I think they're just calling it the Batman. Yeah. Matt Reeves is the new Matt director Reeves. for the tra- trilogy, and according to the rumors that I've been seeing, he did officially sign on for those three. So I'm surprised because um, I've also heard too that the first Flash movie is actually going to be Flashpoint, which gives him an opportunity to actually kind of recast the role. I, I don't. I don't. That's always been their weakest comic too. Was Flash in the Flash uh, series? I felt like I just. It's basically their way of like trying to reset. I don't everything. understand how your first Flash movie can be Flashpoint. Oh, Everybody knows the Flash by yeah. this point from the TV series, though. That's the problem. Spider Man, and that they just 
don't do an origin story. Just bring. You know, I'm not saying do an origin story, but your first movie with the guy is going to reset the universe. The coolest thing about the Flash is that if he doesn't like his own origin story, you can just run back in time fast enough to change it. That would it. be. I'd watch that movie if he just over and over. No oh, shit, this doesn't work. <laughs> Gets back. No shit, it doesn't work. <laughs> one guy. Want to just watch Bolt run in the U.S. Olympics? Then yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did he just restart? <laughs> that's, that's I thought he lost. A couple this seconds. seems like deja yeah. vu. I thought we just watched this. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that he took up the mantle at all. Because after the Daredevil movie, oh, he said yeah. that he'd never do another superhero movie. Period. Because he yeah. hated doing the movie so much. Well, yeah, but that was before superhero movies really took off like they. That have, is true. Though. Those those late '90s, early 2000s super movies with their punk metal soundtracks. Whew, they were a doozy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because the paycheck got bigger. Oh yeah, Batman's got a little more street. And, and you know, if you think about it, Affleck now has a lot more leverage since he's gotten a couple I think he's won a couple Oscars for his directing yeah and he's know, gotten a little more popular with his he can he can command I'm sure out of I would bet out of all of them he makes the most he's the he's the the Robert Downey Jr. of their universe I might be galvan I feel like Wonder I Woman kind of is the only thing holding the, look I so I do know I, do, I, have, I don't like the DC universe in general I have read that Gal Gadot's contract similar to um, Henry Cavill's her first movie she made about 500,000 okay but if she gets a sequel which they're already escalates ridiculous they already released I don't released know what the a... number was but that's basically how their contracts work now I would I would venture to guess that Ben Affleck's contract is I make this much every time and there's no negotiating out of it. I mean, he's I the that. biggest star of their universe. So Superman is coming back, isn't he? <laughs> For all intent. I mean, they didn't... They might as well him, have. I mean, in the trailer, you kind of see a red cape in the background when um, okay. the... Um, when uh, Alfred is talking. talking to somebody, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been, you know, people are trying to speculate other... Heroes. Like Martian Manhunter and all or that. I even heard uh, Shazam because I he has think, a red cape. I think they need to bring Green Lantern into the fold. So that's actually there's speculation. They the tagline that they originally released the Justice League was with was Unite the Seven. Okay. So right now we know confirmed is Aquaman, Cyborg, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Two okay. spots. So if we so assume Superman. Superman, the other one, and this is just. Internet hot speculation is Green Lantern, which I assume is probably what they're going to go with. But also people are even saying Deadshot or Harley Quinn, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But I've yeah. seen that running around. I don't know why. Yeah, that doesn't... I thought Deadshot was getting his own movie. That's Will Smith's character. Harley Quinn's getting her own movie, Yeah, Harley Quinn's getting her own. Yeah, that was uh, going to be the um, Gotham City Sirens. Okay. Where they did, like, um, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, uh, Poison Ivy, and all that stuff, which it's basically a uh, same or you know same story, it's different like, skin to uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, women. Yeah. yeah. But, um... So the movie will uh, release... An interesting little fun fact here. They'll release on the 16th anniversary of the Justice League cartoon series. So okay. they timed that up real well. Um, and uh, if you watch the trailer, Steppenwolf appears to land on Earth in Themyscira using their mother box. Oh yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Mother box. Because um, according to what we understand, the the uh, Amazonians have a mother box. The Atlanteans have a mother box. What the hell is a mother box? And the ancient humans have a mother box. And the mother boxes are basically how. How dark side, dark side, kind not really. Dark side uses them to get from his universe to other 
dimensions to conquer them. He needs the three mother boxes together to open the portal. And that's also how Cyborg ends up getting his Cyborg robotics. Cyborg is created by a mother box. Um, you talk about fucking Stephen King being confusing. I need a mother box. A mother box. <laughs> um, Josh, Josh Whedon stepped in to do reshoots and because uh, Zach, Zack mm. Snyder had to step down due For to family, family emergencies. Yeah. Uh, the big rumor right now is that Josh Whedon has changed the tone of the movie significantly. But they've only done so many of the, you know, like so long of reshoots, so they really couldn't have changed up it the entire movie. It depends on your movie. editing. I mean, if you, put, if you do it in the right spot and edit it in the right way, you can change the tone of something dramatically. Yeah. I mean, throw a little color here, a little less color there, throw I mean, the big a, story, a snappy line the, the there. The best example and... I can give you is that the big story, not big story, but one of the, the fun facts about the original Star Wars movie is that George Lucas' original cut was basically the same movie, but it was so bland and boring that nobody would have sat through it. So his wife and Steven Spielberg sat down and rearranged like seven to ten scenes and completely changed the pacing of the movie and made it much more exciting. That's a good editor can do so much for a film. True. I mean, you can take a pile of seeming crap and change it completely. So that's what you're thinking Josh Whedon is doing. I think he's just... going to edit it. I think he's probably, because I mean, we've seen Zack Snyder's movies are all sad and dark and I mean Superman's just eh, and sad all the time I think Joss Whedon who did Avengers is going to add more of that humor and camaraderie some more and he's going he's gonna to drop some Marvel into it basically I think that Zack Snyder and Michael Bay should get together and just make a, make a movie called Depressing Explosions <laughs> <laughs> Explosion with sad faces it'd be like the emoji movie it's an explosion steroids. of sadness that's right um <laughs> uh, uh, Snyder did cite that while making it, The Seventh Samurai was a big influence on the film. Nice. Yeah, um, and we know there's been quite a few films that have come out based on that that have done really well. I mean, like The Magnificent been... Seven that released. What was it last year? Last that year. Was you guys ever watched good. the original? So yeah. no, I've never seen it. I've never watched it. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've heard it's great though. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really all I have for Justice League. There wasn't a whole lot new. We kind of know most of it. Um, we want to go over to the Infinity War information on stuff that we may or may not have seen. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the trailer did leak online. May or may not have leaked. <clears throat> it did leak. It did leak. I it know, but... May, people know. may or may not have seen it. May or um, may not have. <clears throat> we do know from posters, though, that Thanos is not wearing any armor in this, at least... For Comparatively a, to when he was introduced, he looks like he's basically wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Now, wasn't the Russo brothers saying that that was symbolic of him not needing it? Yeah, because he's so far beyond the hero's abilities, they kind of wanted to express that visually. Like, why would a guy who's a god to them wear need armor, armor anyways? Like, he can show up in nothing but his underwear and pretty much whoop their asses. So that they're kind of trying that to visually more intimidating. To... <laughs> <laughs> Just waving around a hammer like yes. Thor. Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> so basically, they're trying to visually explain to us how powerful he is. Yeah, he doesn't, but... They're not a threat to him. Alright, so in the trailer that when I say we may or may not have seen, I'm just going to short to Mammon. Um, Mammon, okay. Yeah, in the trailer that we Mammon, um, it seemed like he only had one of the Infinity Stones in the Gauntlet. What? From what I Mammoned, it's, you know... Yeah. Yeah. 
So we know Vision has one in his forehead. Right. And Doctor Strange has one on his amulet. Right. We, we speculate that Infinity War is probably going to be him... Collecting the stones. Right. So, but even with only one in the gauntlet, they're saying that... That's well, he mommed, he mommed, destroyed a planet, and threw it at the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the other thing is, uh, it kind of, from the breakdowns that I've seen from people that were there, um, Thanos' children are going to be in it. More than just Gamora and uh, Blue Skin, Karen Gillian. What's her name? I can't. Nova, isn't no, um, Nebula. 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 So there's more, and they are called the Black Order. And yeah. from what we gather from the Mammoth trailer that is out, um, they lead the initial attempt on Earth before Thanos joins the fight. So basically, they come down, they fight the Avengers, the Avengers hold them off, and they and Thanos then joins the battle. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel is confirmed to make her first MCU appearance. In this movie, before her film comes out in 2019, she's okay. played by played by Brie Larson. Um, to build off that, uh, in her movie, oh, um, Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury is actually going to be reappearing in Captain Marvel. Believe it or not, which he hasn't actually been around for, since Ultron. Yeah, since Ultron. I mean, um, he made an appearance in uh, Agents of Shield one time, but that was before I think that Ultron. Continuity, yeah, happens before Ultron. So he was probably just. Flying away with him for two years, just trying to calm him down. Yeah, yeah, pretty Chill much. Chill out, all right, buddy. It's, right. it's gonna be okay, man. We're gonna um, take you to Asgard. It'll be cool there. Here's another cool thing that we learned too is that, or that we heard is that Hugo Weaving is actually going to be returning as the that Red is Skull. a rumor right now. Yeah, it's a rumor. It's completely a rumor. So uh, Loki, Mamed appeared in the trailer and looks to be giving the Tesseract to Thanos. Um, this could be building off Ragnarok because. The speculation is that um, the Asgardian universe may be destroyed at the end, mm-hmm. and if, or or left unguarded, and Loki may go after the Tesseract and complete and fulfill his contract from the first Avengers. Well, Thor, you know, was floating in space from so everything that we destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> something was destroyed. If he's just you know, essentially in a catatonic state. So the, the big, the biggest final rumor that I've seen floating around is that the final Infinity Stone, which we have not seen yet, which is the Soul Gem, mm-hmm. is inside or part of the Earth, hmm. and that is why Thanos must come to Earth, and he has to carefully and personally destroy the planet to get the last stone. What? We haven't seen the Soul Gem. No, no, it's the last one. We haven't seen it yet. Hmm. We've seen all okay. the other ones, but that one's missing. Yeah. Right. So, like I said, Amamond, the trailer. Uh, when he destroys the planet, that would be the power gem then, I would assume. Which one is that? Which who That's has the one that, that the Nova Corps is guarding. Okay, so that one he probably gets on his way to Earth. I mean, how hard would that be to just break Yeah, there's a the lot Nova of narrative Corps. to cover, so they might just, things take place off screen. You know, it just, he has That's it. in a vault. Thanos yeah. can take a vault down. Yeah. Right, right. So. so something will have had to have drawn the Guardians to where Thor is floating around to as well. So there's some type of distress signal, yeah, maybe. Well, so yeah, that might be where then the Novacore uh, plan. I forget what it's called. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll just breeze through the last little couple things here. Uh, DC Animation revealed the trailer for a new animated movie, uh, the Freedom Fighters. Freedom Fighters: The Ray. It's an Elseworld movie uh, in a continuity where the Nazis won World War II and have total control of the planet. Um, basically, it pits heroes in what's referred to as the Resistance against heroes that are working with the Nazis uh, and, and basically fighting each other. It's kind of a Civil War-esque. Right. But uh, okay. um, Fox 
did not announce at Comic-Con. They kind of underhandedly on Twitter announced this, that the Alien franchise has been put on hold due to the lukewarm critical and box office reception of Alien Covenant. Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, probably. The last two were not that great. And finally, um, exciting is that Doctor Doom movie has been confirmed at San Diego Comic-Con by Fox. Uh, This is their, I'm hoping, last chance, last-ditch effort to keep their rights to the Fantastic Four by having a movie that focuses on Doctor Doom, who, let's be honest, is the most compelling character in that comic book series, or at least movie-wise. Yeah, and they'll probably like have slight references to the Fantastic Four, but come on, let's let's face yeah. it. So, okay. so is that it? And that yeah. wraps us up for I this think week. That wraps us up. Uh, join us next week, where we will either be talking about video games, or will be the darkest podcast that we have ever done. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, make sure you go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, check out our YouTube channel. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. Uh, I think that's it for us. Well, this is uh, CJC from Microphone Joe's. I'm No Rev. And I still don't have a name. Adamic. <laughs> Anyways, right. see you guys next week. Have a good one. Save me, hell. I'm being held prisoner against my will. I don't know where I am right that now. microphone on? <laughs>